Bueller, Bueller, anyone, anyone? Are you having a hard time getting the attention of your leaders? Well, in today's episode, we will give you the tools you need to be successful as a communications leader. Well, hey there, Church Communicator. Welcome to the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. I'm Brian Haley. And I'm Jeanette Yates. We're here to give you the communication tools and resources to help you thrive, no matter what your title or role. Today, we're talking about how to capture your leader's attention, how to be successful, and how to lead when you're not in charge. That's right. This is a topic that comes up quite often in the church communication space because most communication leaders, whatever your title is, they don't really see themselves as a leader or maybe they have a hard time seeing other or other people have a hard time seeing them as a leader. So it's a great topic for us to talk about, I think, because I think that it affects a lot of people. So leading when you're not in charge is a tough topic to talk about a little bit, but I'm excited that we're going to dive in today and have this discussion. Yeah, I really do think this is important, especially for our listeners and viewers that, you know, listen to podcasts like this one and other communication podcasts or read a great article or go to a conference and we get that great idea that is, you know, the strategy we need and we take it back and it's like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it can be a little depressing. I don't know the word. <laughs> deflating. Discouraging. Yeah, discouraging. I was going to say, yeah. not really depressing, but deflating to kind of yeah. have that like high from learning something new and then not really getting that buy-in. And so mm-hmm. I think it, this is a must must have conversation for uh, for anybody. Yeah, so I really think that the first thing that any communication leader or communication person or whatever your title is, the first thing that we need to realize is that you are a leader. Yep. You need to realize that as you're watching or listening this, but you are a leader. And I think that is the most important thing to, to understand, to kind of figure out on your own too. I was talking with, with a communication director yesterday and he was telling me about how he's having a hard time kind of stepping into this leader space because mm-hmm. anytime that he wants to lead or grow in his leadership and develop in those skills, the other people on staff say, well, you're not a pastor or you're not this or that. So what do you need to be a leader for? And so he was really having a hard time wrestling with growing and stepping into that leadership need and role. And also, like you were just saying, kind of being deflated, like not getting that support that he needs. So the first thing that we need to, to understand is that you are a leader. Whether you have the title or not, you are a leader. Right. And even if you're not, like, if you don't have a graduate degree in marketing or communications or whatever, chances are you are probably the expert on communications compared to everyone else on staff. So, or like that's in the room there having those conversations. And so while you may not have the pastoral authority to, you know, start writing sermons in a blog, in a blog post or <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that, you can say, "Well, you know, I I don't want to do a video that's preaching, but I can tell you that if some, if a pastor did a video on preaching and we posted it, it would do it would make this progress or something like that." So you can own that communication piece, even if you're not able to own the, you know, pastoral piece. That's you know, a, a, that's a separate thing from the communications piece. Right. Leadership is so much more than being ordained or being a pastor. But if you are 
in the communication world, which you are, one way that you can lead is to lead yourself. I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit, Jeanette. So in doing research for this episode, of course, the the intro made me think about a book that I read years ago, and maybe some of you have read it too. It's Clay Scroggins, How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. He has several books on leadership and especially leadership from not the top down, right? So I was thinking about that. And one of the things he says in that book is to lead yourself. And I think that's great to say, like, obviously lead yourself, but what does that really even mean? And I think, first of all, like you've already mentioned, Brian, actually just telling yourself, like, you know, saying, I am a leader. I am the leader of communications here in this space. And then I think it is a matter of finding something that you do feel confident in about communication. So for some people, that's like, I can rock that Canva subscription like you, like nobody's business, or I'm a really great blog writer, or I do a really great job on short form content for social media. Whatever you do feel like you're, you do have confidence in, I would lean into that and become the, a leader specifically in that space. And that's really like you're leading yourself, you're teaching yourself you're practicing leadership in a, in a place that you already feel pretty confident, and then that'll spread out to other areas of the communications role, I think. Yeah, leading yourself is really important, but I also feel like it's such a vague idea, right? Like, yeah, you should lead yourself, but what does that practically mean? And so if you're not getting the support of your superiors or your leaders to actually lead well and to develop your skills, leading yourself means that you take the initiative a little bit. Mm-hmm that you take the the leadership in your own life to develop those skills that you're wanting to develop or to step into conversations and say, you know what, actually, from a communication perspective, this is what we need to do or this is the direction right. we should go or having having the confidence in yourself that you are the leader, that you are the expert in this area. That's a huge start. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing because we we don't inherently have this authoritative position. And so that means that we don't lead ourselves well. But we also have the opportunity to lead others, to grow your team, to lead others. We also have the opportunity here to, to lead other people, to grow your own communication team, incorporate different positions. If you're weak in an area and you know it, or maybe you're, for a lot of communication leaders, I think, we tend to be generalists yes. rather than someone who's really good at one specific thing because communications covers so many areas, right? So f- find out where you're weak and develop people to to take on those responsibilities too. Um, but it all starts with the understanding that, that you're a leader and that you need to step into this position and lead well. Yeah, and I think too you can start to build your sphere of influence slowly with, I know one of the things that really helped me, because I was really like, I was a mom that was filling in for another mom as a church communications person. So when I started saying like, oh, we should do this and we should do that, they're like, what do you, you're just like, (laughs) you're an interim person and you Mm -hmm. have no experience. Like they didn't understand why I was even saying that. So, but what would happen is when I would do the things I was doing, that were part, was part of my role, and I would get positive feedback about it, I would start to pour more into that. Whatever I was getting positive feedback about, I was pouring more into that because then that influence builds as people start to see you as like, the person that makes the really cool graphics or the person that writes the cutest bulletin 
copy. Well, that's a great way to kind of lead into our next element. First, you're our leader, but also that we need to get the attention of your leaders. So the more that you can slowly build that rapport and build that given authority is a great way to get the attention of the people who who are in charge of you or maybe are your peers or whatever. But when we can get the attention of leaders, it helps us to get buy-in, I think, yes. from all levels of authority. So when you come to the youth pastor with your needs as a communication and marketing person, um, getting that buy-in is helpful there too. Well, and I think it's important to get the buy-in from the right people because, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to communications, I would say, the pastor may not be the buy-in that you need. Now, at my church, it was mm-hmm. the buy-in, but that I needed, I needed him to support whatever I was doing to, in order for everybody else to pick it up. But for other people, it is maybe a board or a, you know, maybe another staff member that maybe has typically headed up the communications and now they've hired you to come in. (laughs) And so you're maybe even taking some of their responsibilities, which is great, but is also hard. So I think that finding the right place and the right people with whom to build that influence and get that buy-in is really important too. I know at my church, one of the groups that was very important for me to have on my side was our women's ministry group. And they, you know, they were very old school. None of them were using social, et cetera. So I did stuff like make handwritten invitations for them to give out to, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not what I wanted to be doing. I wanted to be doing that fun social media stuff, but it wouldn't have mattered for them. So I think it's really, but I knew that if I had their buy-in, they were going to, they wouldn't care how much social media I did for whatever else, as long as they got, they felt like I was listening to them. And that's another thing too, when your pastor or when your leadership is saying, you know, we need to do this and you're like, that's not a great idea. And you want to push back a little bit. One of the tricks that I learned to do is say, what is your, what's your goal with that? Like you, you know, we need to go live on Facebook every single day, you know, let's say, and you you don't think that's a good idea. Well, ask them why they want to do that and get their pastoral reason, right? And then you can say, okay, well, if that's what you want to achieve, here's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. And then you're still addressing their need or what they want, but you're taking that authority from that, in that communication space and kind of stepping in there. So I think that's a really easy switch to make pretty quickly. Well, and asking why always helps. What's the lean or the Toyota thing? I think you ask why five times to actually figure out the root cause or reason or whatever. Yeah, I think you made a good point here too, that the buy-in from authority doesn't necessarily mean the senior pastor. Right. But the buy-in from authority means that you have backing when you want to make a change. It means that you have support where you need it, when you need it, because those people understand the value that you are bringing. And that's where you get buy-in. You have proven that you are a leader in this area. They may not understand how you get something done or why you do something a certain way or why you need something by a certain deadline, but they've seen the value that you have provided. Yes, And that means that they're going to support you when you go to bat for something else that you need or that you want to make a change because the congregation is not where you need the buy-in right away. It's from those people who are your peers or who are your authority. You need them on your side. One more thing that I think as we kind of circle up all of this advice, continue to be creative. I think that's really important. And that's something that we haven't talked about yet. But 
when we get frustrated or we get deflated because we're not getting the input or the buy-in that we expect, it's easy to kill creativity. But we need to remember as leaders that small changes, small small wins can really help us get that authority, help us get buy-in from others in authority, and really show ourselves as a leader as we develop our own volunteer teams or whatever it looks like too, your, your, your communication team. So continue to be creative, continue to think of new ways to do something or get something done or to get other people on board. And I think that's really a way that we can continue to build our influence in in new ways is just thinking thinking of different ways to get the same the same end goal. Being creative is is always a critical part of the role too. And I think something came to mind as you were talking. You know, we talk a lot about how do you know which tool to use and which communication platform to be on and all this kind of stuff. And we always say, well, you have to know your audience and where they are. And the same goes for getting that buy-in and and get and building that influence with your leaders. What communication tools are they thinking are important? And then use your creativity to come up with something amazing for that particular mode of communication. And you will see that they are going to begin to think of you as the expert, which you are. One of the things that I did when I was a communications director that was, is a perfect example of this, and, I'll, and we, I've told this story before. It's been a while, though, so I'm going to say it again. But we had a really great online blog. Well, I guess all blogs are online. <laughs> we had a blog that was really read, you know, often. And, and we talked, we didn't just share sermon notes, but we had several pastors writing, several members. We talked about our community on there. And, and one day somebody came to me and they said, these articles, the, you know, the, the stuff that we see on the blog is so great, too bad that the so-and-so class doesn't get to see it because they're older and they don't go online very much. Now they probably do because it's, you know, (laughs) pandemic got everybody online. But at the time, that wasn't something they did. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take my Canva. You know, this was in the heyday of Canva. I took all of those blog posts and turned, turned those blog posts into a magazine. And I made sure to highlight each ministry, including their own, and I sh- I was just going to print it out on our printer and like, you know, hand it to out to the class. Well, my pastor saw it and was like, we need to have these professionally printed. Long story short, we ended up having a full magazine, glossy photos printed. And then after that, whatever Jeanette wanted to do in communications, I was at least getting that consideration. Most of the time I got to do it, but it was because I saw a need, a communication need and filled it, even though it was like taking something digital and putting it in analog. (laughs) Well, and that just provides another, I think, reinforcement of this idea that we need to continue to be creative, continue to think about how how to best reach our target audience, like you were just talking about. Um, So I think that's a great example. And as we look at our responsibilities as communication leaders, we need to remember to to accomplish those responsibilities. That's first yes. in leadership to actually do what we are hired or required to do or expected to do, but to find creative ways to get things done and make sure that we are reaching the right people with the right tools through the right, right mediums, all of that. Right. So, so if that means printing something rather than putting it online, or it means you know finding a new platform to put 
whatever communication on or communicate and connect with people in a different way, we always need to be growing and exploring and being creative. And so that's a great way for us to continue to grow in our leadership too, because when someone wants to know something about communication, you should be the one that they go to. That is so true. And I do love that you did mention, like you actually have to <laughs> remember to stick to your responsibilities, even if you're not even sure that you should be doing something. If if they've asked you to do it as part of your job, then you know make sure that stuff gets done in addition to all the new things that you might be exploring as a yeah. church communicator. <laughs> So you have this quote that I'd like to to wrap up on from one of Clay's books. Why don't you read that? The best leaders may or may not have all the authority they need or want, but the security of their identity, especially as someone called and loved by God, gives them a freedom and a fearlessness to do what is right. They are able to challenge well, to lead by making a way even when there isn't a way. I love that quote. I think that's a good one to end on. That's right. <laughs> the end. Yeah, I think if you haven't read How to Lead When You're Not in Charge, it's a great book and a great a great read. Whether you're a communications director, you're a volunteer, whatever, it's it's really a great book. So we'll link to it, of course, in the show notes today. But but yeah, know that, that you are called to be in this position at this time and that it is part of God inviting you into his story. And so it is a privilege and an honor to do what you're doing, to do what I'm doing. All right, well, before we go, I want to let you know that our next webinar is coming up and it is going to help you create a communication strategy that works for your church. You'll get ideas, resources, and the framework to build a strategy that actually sticks to your context. Helps you break through the noise, helps you connect with your community. This live one-hour webinar is on Thursday, October 19th. And it's free, but of course, space is limited. So make sure that you get your space, reserve your seat today. uh, And we'll uh, provide a link to that in the episode description. Thanks for listening to the Church Dues Podcast. On next week's episode, we will talk more about leadership and how to lead the communication effort across all areas of ministry. The Church Dues Podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. You can learn more at churchjuice.com.